Welcome back to a brighter future, a uh, bluer future even, Sasha. Welcome back to We Taught Soccer, the podcast that is kind of living in the moment right now. Like, hey, we did it, guys. Nothing bad can happen now. <laughs> is, that, is that how that works? Yeah, and it's not just a bluer future because I'm drinking Blue Moon currently. <laughs> I didn't even know that. <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, where were yeah. where were you when uh, it was called? At work. Yeah. Nice. Uh, and, and I instantly, because uh, I'm allowed to at work, I changed my stream to uh, Fox News <laughs> to see how they were were reporting it. I'm like, I'm like, they could go either way with this, and they were actually they actually were like doing their fucking jobs. I, Not to say that they're a news outlet; they're still an entertainment <laughs> entertainment medium, but you know. After they even accepted reality. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, we're, of course, talking about uh, Joe Biden winning the 2020 presidential election. Uh, I think uh, we're calling it here. We're calling the race from right here live. We talked soccer. The <laughs> two United fans of towns calls the race for President Biden, President-elect Biden, and his running mate, Kamala Harris. Um, so that should really – I think if we send that out to the ether, the Republicans will be like, oh, yeah, okay, they called it it's it's over right yeah um uh fun fact i think we, we recorded the f- i think when we rebranded to we taught soccer i think one of the first episodes we recorded was during the 2016 uh presidential election and i don't remember much from that night except for me and colin sitting on notch's couches just not paying attention and then just like looking at each other being like are we are we fucked and just drinking heavily. <laughs> so we decided not to, we decided not to record last night uh, or last week. Thanks for being patient with us. Um, didn't want to relive that experience again of recording and watching Democracy Burn. So instead, I just drank a lot of beer and watched Democracy Burn for like one night, and then like get better. Four more years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Funny note about drinking in, in the in the age of of Trump. Uh. I listen to Spotify at work, and because the VPN is hosted through New York, I'll get New York ads. And New York has currently a state ad talking about uh, over-excessive drinking uh, in quarantine. <laughs> that, 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 has to be, that has to be a serious thing. Um, I mean, there's a reason why liquor stores were considered uh, essential businesses when everything closed down, because hospitals didn't want, want people who were withdrawing from alcohol is them going into the hospital when they needed beds for COVID patients. Right. Exactly. So on that happy note, speaking of COVID patients, <laughs> there were some in Tampa Bay a few weeks ago. Um, the USL championship, unfortunately, was canceled um, due to positive COVID tests. I think coming from the Tampa Bay Rowdies camp, um, turns out Iron Brew for the lads. Iron Brew is not... Uh, a cure for COVID, as we once thought. Um, not, not enough bleach, I think, in it. <laughs> so, USL announced that no game be played, no playoff champion will be crowned. Instead, the Rowdies were crowned Eastern Conference champs, Phoenix Rising crowned Western Conference champs, and 1868 Reno crowned the regular season champs. Um, and they're going out on top, because a few days later, 1860 Reno... Announced that they would be folding, which is a very unfortunate thing and a very real, um, 
possibility still for USL championship teams and USL one teams as those teams and those leads aren't that stable and COVID probably pressing those teams even more this year. Um, but probably related from this news is that Minnesota has signed three players from Reno. Um, Sam Gleedle, Forrest Langsdorf, and Kevin Partita. All 10 out of 10 in the name department, if, I, if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw Forrest Langsdorf uh, when he, he came off the bench uh, last night. And I was like, that sounds like a Rocky villain. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's lumberjack themes were walking into the rain. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's definitely the, the, the West Coast. Uh, yeah, uh, from Portland, oh, yeah, naturally. <laughs> Warren flannel. What's your name? <laughs> Warren yeah, flannel, flannel shorts in the rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly what I was gonna say. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. uh, he, he'd have a Portland Timbers tattoo somewhere. Uh. <laughs> well, hopefully he doesn't now since he's playing for Minnesota. Um, but we will welcome his flannel all year round. Um, um, little background on these three players: they're all twenty-four or twenty-five. Uh, Sam Gleedle is an English left back who has his green card. Uh, Forrest Langsdorf is a striker who did did his MLS debut with Portland a couple years ago. He has 31 goals in his last three seasons in USL, averaging a goal every 92.9 minutes. Um, just under that 93 mark. That's where you want to be as a striker. Um, he <laughs> Take this to the greatest hall if you, if you will, but he was re- considering retirement before the move to Minnesota United. I'm glad we could delay that for him. I guess. I hope he he uh, makes the most out of it. Uh, Kevin Partita is a then mid twenties, uh, number six. If he plays really well, can be heir apparent at that position for Ozzy Alonso, formerly with San Jose, made his MLS debut with them a couple years ago. And fun fact, has a day named after him in his hometown of Sparks, Nevada. So happy Kevin Partita Day, if whenever that is celebrated. Um, That's not the only thing that Minnesota did this (laughs) week that we missed. They made the playoffs, Sasha. And they did did it off the field, (laughs) which is very impressive. Um, Yeah, I I think a lot of people were, were skeptical. I, my faith never wavered that we could make playoffs. Never. I think I think the way this season has gone, people forget that the MLS playoffs are expanded this year, and had a uh, we like people thought, well, oh man, Minnesota's not just sliding. Well, a lot of other teams were also sliding pretty damn hard in the Western Conference uh, <coughs> Galaxy. Um, <laughs> but this was announced after we beat the Colorado Rapids two to one. Robin Lude. Play him on the right. He's freaking messy. And then uh, Lala Zabubutar own goal forced by Finley and Raheem Edwards. Um, get the win after that. Uh, like the day, like the day after, like the day after they announced, almost announced that they would be going towards a, a point per game system to, um, so they didn't have to make up all the games that Rapids missed over a month. And I think, uh, I think Minnesota had a game to make up against Dallas. I'm pretty sure. Um, so with that, and, Minnesota had sealed playoffs. It, it was just a question of would we be hosting playoff games or traveling all over the western side of the uh, United States. It was weird because that being a day after Colorado Rapids went from having 
lost a home game to then jumping into a playoff spot <laughs> with that result. <laughs> You're welcome, Colorado. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. Um, how do we celebrate? By drawing Chicago Fire 2-2. Um, this is... Uh, this game, really, first half not really great. Second half full of getting the ball forward and running around and tackling people. Or whatever the hell Adrian Hill is yelling about during his post-game press conference. Um, I mean, top form for the gaffer there. And I think, like, I don't know who he was mad at. I think I think it was his players. Talking about tactics. Just fantastic. And I want to be back in Allianz so bad just so we can have a running around and kicking the ball and tackling people like Banner or Tifo. I mean, that would have been the greatest with, like playoff Tifo. Play, that Tifo <laughs> with an Adrian like with his fist up. I'd love it. Um, <laughs> goals from Robert Barrett and Mauricio Pineda for the Chicago Fire. Jose Aja with his first goal as a loon. So happy for him. And then that man, that man again, he always stores. Uh, Messi, uh, Robin, uh, Robin Messi Lude. <laughs> As accurate as Robin Hood himself. Uh, yeah, stealing stealing two points from the rich Chicago and giving to the poor, poor Minneapolis, I guess. I do want to point out um, that Lude goal was was uh, there because Calvo lost him in the box. And every Minnesota fan was like, we we've seen that before multiple times, but it's nice that for the touch it worked out in our favor for once. Um, yeah. So after kind of a, uh, I don't know. Uh, this Dutch game against Dallas was on decision day. It was just last night. We're recording this on Monday. We we beat Dallas three 0 and I I sure as hell wasn't expecting that after the past two games. We we. We probably deserved the win against Colorado. We looked, we didn't look great. Um, that first half against Chicago was pretty abject, and yet we squeaked out a two-two draw with some good play in the final half of the second half. Um, but this game, we played extremely well. Sasha, you actually watched this game again. I am not able to, so please walk me through it. Yeah, we, we came out strong. Uh, I guess we figured out our identity of, you know, getting the ball forward and kicking it. and <laughs> Run around. Fuck tactics. <laughs> Run around. Get the ball forward. Shooting. Uh, and Molino, you know, he's he's had overall, I'd say, a good year. And they're like the past couple games we have had scrappy wins and we did not get the Molino. We were expecting. He's missed some shots. He came out. He scored in the 17th minute to give us that early lead. And that lead turned straight into confidence for the team. It was clear that we uh like the, we were going to shut down Dallas. Like like not only did we want the win, we wanted the clean sheet. And uh second half, we came out strong. Reynoso scored his first goal uh assisted by Lude by the way. From Lude Lude was playing center like Kai Kamara's center forward position, but he was all the way out on the left so much of the game. Like I'd like to see his heat map for this game, but he's assisted it was a beautiful assist, uh, and then uh, Molino gets a brace in the 79th minute. We are up three uh, zero. It's just it was just wonderful. Uh, Molino with his brace, uh, actually his second brace of the season. His first time against 
FC Dallas. So that's uh, a brace of braces, which is uh, four goals, Notch, if you're listening. Um, and he won Pro Player of the Week with that performance. Uh, him and Reynoso in the Team of the Week for MLS. And I, I really, li I really did like the kind of idea that I think Heath was going for going forward with the four players Molino, Lude, Reynoso, and Finley. You didn't really know because they're they're so good kind of anywhere on those top three positions, the middle, center, or right, that anyone could go forward at any moment and fill that nine spot where Ty Tamara usually is. So it's it's kind of like um in in American football um, when the defense, defensive line has like a bunch of linebackers or edge rushers lined up over the offensive line, and they're all like six of them are threatening to to blitz, and you don't know which ones are going to drop back, which ones are going to go forward into and to tap the goal, uh, the quarterback. So basically, you don't know which ones going to like fall back into the pass and like shuttle the ball up to another player. I think it really kind of confused the FC Dallas defense. And yeah. I mean, I th it worked well, and I hope hopefully it'll work again. I don't see why it wouldn't. Yeah, I think if you were to ask Reynoso who he would want in his formation, that's the three he'd want in front of him because it gives him it's an option in every direction. And also having Yan Yan played a great great game, uh, despite getting stepped on the head and uh, by Santos, who did not get a card for that. Yeah, which we can, yeah, yeah I saw the the uh, diff on Twitter and Yan was. Legitimately stepped on by uh, Santos for FC Dallas. No tar given. There's a, quite a bit of blood. He got stitches on the pitch, um, but he's Eastern European, so he'll he'll be fine. Yeah, uh, Santos quickly subbed off after that because I think every <laughs> <laughs> uh, they were worried for what you know who, the retaliation. Yeah. I I could see Jose Aha just going spite signs to the dude's face for what he did. To, he did to Jan. Why is that illegal? Because yeah. because he was standing when you did it. Come on. <laughs> um, Santos was already on a yellow card from first half. He got one in the thirtieth minute, and I think, th in my opinion, it was just a cowardly call by the referee because he didn't want to put a red card on a game that was you know so important for both teams in regards to playoff standings uh, and i was like you know yeah i'm i'd wonder if he's he'll be disciplined before the first playoff game i remember when uh dotson was injured in that late tackle early on against houston at allianz um there was i think just a yellow card given or maybe there was no card at all i'm not sure but the MLS uh, discipline committee did come out and say he should have been sent off and gave him like a one or two match ban. Um, yeah. Yeah. Dotson, speaking of, he was injured. He's he's back now. Uh, he made his debut, his return back to the team. Uh, as you mentioned before, Forrest Langsdorf is with his debut and Noah Billingsley. Remember him? Minnesota's first round draft pick making his debut for the Loons as well. So Minnesota has had three Kiwis play for them this year, and that's pretty damn great. Um, hopefully, uh, Ozzy, Jatori, Edwards, and uh, oh, uh, Bots all can make it back for the the uh, playoff game. It's Colorado Rapids, who were playing on the Sunday, the 22nd, after the international break, after Colorado beats Houston 2-1 away. Um 
yeah, their first goal was by Nomley, who is is always been a threat. He's their long distance shooter, so that's the one we got to watch out for and, when they come up here. And no no game between Minnesota and Colorado has been decided by more than one goal. So take with that what you will. Um, there are players who are on international duty who will be gone, unfortunately, for the Loons. Yeah, um, I this is based on Heath's comment after the game. He said the the team on the pitch, half of them will be gone going into playoffs. I assume that means Lude will be gone for Finland uh, on international duty. They play France on November 11th. Grey Goose for Slovakia. They're playing North Ireland on November 12th. Metinair, uh will be gone for Madagascar. He's play, they're playing the Ivory Coast on November 12th and the 17th. And Kai Kamara will be gone for Sierra Leone. Play, who played Nigeria on the 13th and the 17th. And normally these games would be fine. They'd be able to come back and play in the playoff game. But unfortunately, due to uh, quarantine, MLS, MLS quarantine rules, they have to sit out, I think, ten, nine or ten days after they arrive back yeah. in Minnesota, which hopefully means that if we win against Colorado, they'd be back for the next game, I would hope. Um, those uh, players are going to be sorely missed um, by Minnesota in the uh, the first playoff game. Uh, fortunately, no uh, no MLS players were called up, or no Minnesota players were called up for the U.S. Men's National Team. Um, Greg Bailhalter cho- choosing to pass over uh, MLS players and uh, allowing them to stay with their uh, teams for the play- upcoming playoffs. But they, did, they are playing uh, Wales on the 12th and Panama on the 17th. And looking at this roster that uh, Greg Berhalter has put together, it's extremely young. Yeah. Um, there's definitely people talking about the U23 squad players that might be playing in the Olympics next year. Uh, and a lot of these players. Um, Sergio Dest, big one that stands out in the defense for me. Um, he's been starting regularly for Barcelona. Um Tyler Adams doing great over at Red Bull Leipzig. Weston McKenney at Juventus has been doing great. Uh he's been getting several assists, so yeah, only yeah, a couple this... only a couple players with more than ten uh, appearances for the US national US men's national team. Um, a lot of players uh with looking for their first cap for the men's national team, including Chris Richards at Bayern Munich, Eunice Musa at Valencia, who's a dual national I think could play for an I I really should let that list up, but he's a guy who just came on Berhalter's radar. Um, play uh, started this past weekend against for for Valencia in La Liga. So that's exciting. Um, Richie Ledesma for PSV Eindhoven. Just a another a, those Dutch teams are really great at developing young talent. So, uh, Tanner de la Fuente, the other American at Barcelona. Uh, there was one more. At, uh, oh yeah, Nicholas Diocchini, who is plays for SM Kane in France, who scored this past weekend for Kane in the lead un. So some exciting young players and some new names to watch out for. Johnny Cardoso, who is a dual national with Brazil, coming in for his first U.S. Men's National Team camp. Um, the future could be bright. It's exciting to to kind of look at this roster, and I think Berhalter's done a good job of stouting. Oh uh, yeah, it it's gonna be 
really interesting to see Christian Pulisic and Christian Pulisic Jr., a.k.a. Gio Reyna, <laughs> on the pitch together. Um, th- th- that joke, obviously, because they both came through Borussia Dortmund. And, uh, and Pulisic is his father, right? Yes. That's, okay, yes. yes. I'm going to take everything you say literally, literally in this episode. So, <laughs> Well, he clearly went to the dark side because he went to Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he did. Uh, okay, so Dan, my wife, my wife can't hear. She is a Chelsea fan. She can't hear me right now, so that's good. Um, again, all players called up for the US, U.S. team are from outside of the MLS. This done in mind of the MLS playoffs coming up. Uh, speaking of, that bracket is set, Sasha. It's that an is. exciting, exciting deadline day. And I wasn't watching any soccer at all on Sunday. <laughs> I watched um, the Twitter feed of, of my Twitter feed, just watching everything happen from Minnesota United while watching the Avengers, which holds up very well, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we had some pretty predictable results and some interesting results, uh, especially in the West. Seattle beat San Jose 4-1. Both of them are in the playoffs. Um Marcos Lopez for San Jose uh, scored two goals, but one of them was an own goal. <laughs> it was actually <laughs> Seattle's fourth goal. Uh, the first half, <laughs> yeah, fourth or first half was very boring in that game. Second half, Ladero scored in the 52nd minute. Two minutes later, Rio Diaz scored. Uh, Jamo scored in the 74th, and then of course in the 80th minute, Lopez with the own goal. Um, the second match I was watching closely after ours because this had the most influence on our, our standings was Portland versus LAFC. They got a draw, which is great for us. We didn't want LAFC to get the three points. It's odd that they didn't win, despite the fact that they had Vela, who who scored the opening goal, I think in the 17th minute. It was it was very early on. Um, Villafana equalized for Portland late in the 90th minute. I still think Portland is the stronger team here considering that they currently have two DPs out for the rest of the season. Blanco and Nias Goda both have ACL tears. They also did not have a Bobasi uh, playing this game because of con- of a concussion, and they didn't have their forward Blake Bodily because he's out with a left thigh injury. Um, those two are expected to be good by playoffs, uh, so I think even without two DPs, they're, they're a pretty strong team. Is uh, his last name really Bodily? I, I, yes, I, 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 well, it might be bodily. I don't, I haven't. <laughs> no, heard it it's it's now bodily. <laughs> bodily. If he gets injured, it's bodily harm. <laughs> it if he weaves in and out some defenders, it's bodily fluid. <laughs> oh man! Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I didn't. Mean we to... had we had we had a snow game. Yeah, we had a snow right. game on decision day. Snow one at the Rio Tinto, first orange ball of the year. Uh, Kansas City defeated Salt Lake two nothing. At MLS Cup final back in 2013, these two teams played. These two teams played in the snow. So they did, yeah. So it's very much flashback. a flashback. Except, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Except there was no no draw in, in 10 PKs. It was <laughs> SKC easily getting, which isn't as fun if you ask me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Philadelphia won the Supporters Shield. They would have won it automatically, but after uh, Red Bulls beat Toronto, but they just end up smashing. Uh, the Revs, so yeah. they win it. Congratulations to them. It's their first uh, supporter shield, and I think their first trophy as a club. I don't think they've won the U.S. Open Cup. I know they haven't won MLS Cup. Yeah. So they've made it to the U.S. Open Cup twice and lost oh, once to the no. Sounders. <laughs> well, their pain uh, is over. Um, so they they save democracy and a reward. They get the supporter shield, which 
This year was a painted over Captain America shield because they could not get the actual shield from LA in time to Portland. More on that later. Um, spoilers <laughs> yes. for this quiz, I guess. Damn it. Uh, oh, I did. Oh, <laughs> shit. Get one right. <laughs> yes. Um, um, but yeah. Yeah. We can go over the bracket quickly. We're going to talk more about this next week because there's no soccer. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll just vote one in the West. You take the East. Uh, West. One and eight matchup, the Sporks of Kansas City against the Quakes of San Jose. We'll play the winners of Colorado Rapids and your Miss United Loons. Uh, so the Loons will play the Loons, right? I'll be confident this time. Uh, okay. Uh, Portland will play Dallas, and Seattle will play LAFC. Yeah. And then in the East, we have two play-in games, Nashville versus Inter-Miami. Winner of that, I believe, plays Philadelphia. New England Revs will play... <laughs> Bruce Arena's New England Revs will play Thierry Henry's Montreal Impact. <laughs> that actually is an interesting oh, narrative. Oh, speaking of, real, just real quick, uh, Mason Toy had the assist for Montreal's game winner, and it is a peach of an assist to, I think, Romeo Kyoto, Romeo Kyoto, um, to win their game and seal the playoffs, so... As they as we don't have any healthy strikers, Mason Toy's doing just <laughs> fine for himself up in Montreal. Sorry, go ahead, Sasha. Yeah, um, one of that should play Toronto. Um, we also have, and Philadelphia is part of the bracket. Orlando versus New York City FC, which is the expansion team rivalry of both teams that came into the MLS in twenty twenty sixteen. Uh, and then we have Columbus versus New York Red Bulls. This is a classic matchup. These two teams have faced off so much. The current record is 23 wins for for Columbus, 12 draws, and 24 losses. So what is it for Red Bull? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the one I'm excited to watch. Yeah, uh, I, I'm looking at that uh, Sounders-LA game. It's going to be real fun for me to watch as a neutral, and I'm sure for you it's going to be just nail-biting the entire time. Um. Everyone expects that game to have like very little defense, uh, and just a crazy amount of goals <laughs> at each end. I sure hope so. Um, <laughs> I that, this kind of ties in with the whole uh, supporter shield being awarded. Um, this quiz, it's, it's it's time for Sasha's quiz. Woohoo! Yeah, that's there's no theme music, and there might not be for a while until I figure out how to do that. But this quiz. For Sasha is all about the supporter shield, and again, okay. there are no joke questions because this is a very serious podcast. That would be that 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 would be fun, and we don't like fun here. And we call it soccer. Don't don't make any jokes when you're listening to this. Like, of course you don't. It's like, come on, we're fun. Anyway, question number <laughs> one: Who was the first team to win the supporter shield? First team to win the Sports Shield would be. Gosh, this would be. Um... Do you want a year? Yeah. 96. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, that's. Okay, so already that's several teams that can't be in it. <laughs> it can't be the Columbus Crew. It can't be. The Columbus Crew, as I think they were original. Oh, they were? Yeah. Oh, it can't be, it can't be SKC. No, they no, weren't no. in the league yet. Uh, was the Kansas City Wizards? Yeah. <laughs> No, it was a different defunct team, the Tampa Bay Mutiny. 
<laughs> yeah, okay. okay. Which two teams are tied for most Supporter Shield wins? It is New York Red Bulls and Seattle Sounders? No, DC United and LA Galaxy. Remember, the oh. Sounders didn't invent soccer until like the mid 2000s. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what are the starters in Pokemon Shield? <laughs> okay. There is that blue lizard, there's the so- the bunny fire that plays soccer, and the green one. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> uh, Sobble, Store Bunny, and Grookey. Okay. Grookey's the best. Um. Anyway. How many times has the winner of the Supporter Shield gone on to win the MLS Cup? I think there's because in my opinion it's a curse usually because the winner doesn't go on. Atlanta missed it by one point one year and they went on to win the championship. Dallas won it one year and they also didn't win. It doesn't happen very often. No, twice. I'm gonna guess. Uh, seven, seven times. Sometimes, which okay. is less than you would think. <laughs> yeah. Who was star? Who was the star of FX's The Shield? It's the bald dude. Correct, Michael Chiklis. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the Shield also could have been called A Cab, the TV show. <laughs> it is. It is a. It is one of the best season pilots for any show. I think. Really, I've never. Uh, yeah. I think my parents watched it. It's really that they watched Rescue Me, which um, my friend uh, Shane and his wife Grace started watching Rescue Me, and it's like, oh, these people are horrible. And I remember like. Yeah, I think my parents thought they were horrible people too. Uh, yeah, just <laughs> doesn't age well apparently. Question uh, number six, and no, and definitely uh, is original, and definitely didn't come from any other point in this podcast. What did Philadelphia Union hold up instead of the real supporter shield? A Captain America shield that was decorated to look like, look like the supporter shield. Yes, but also. They were about to use like a lunch tray to hold up, and then they found out that the team's web manager's fiance's sister's boyfriend had a high-quality Captain America shield he would wear like at cons, complete with a, a magnet, magnet on the back that had a 150-pound force. When they were like trying to like seal the the sticker on there, the hair dryers kept sticking to the magnet because it was so strong. <laughs> <laughs> and oh. like team web manager's fiance's sister's boyfriend his shield <laughs> oh man degrees of separation <laughs> yeah and his <laughs> uncle is kevin bacon surprisingly yeah <laughs> <laughs> what does shield stand for uh strategic homeland uh something divi- uh, I don't know you got the first two correct which I yeah. was surprised at uh, strategic <laughs> homeland intervention enforcement and logistics logistics division right on if you could sign any of the Avengers to the loons who would it be and why is this MCU strictly Avengers or any Avengers throughout history I think MCU, MCU. or you know if it's a different answer do both <laughs> Okay. Oh, man. 
I I would just take Tony Stark, naturally, because after he retires, he becomes a player coach, and I want the brilliance of Tony Stark leading the team. Okay. Okay, uh, is it a different answer for the com- for the comics universe? Yes, yeah. Uh, Wolverine for a short time was part of the Avengers, and hell yeah, I would take Wolverine as a number six any day. <laughs> I'm sorry, the correct answer was Hawkeye, because those free kits are going in every single time. My die, they're just so many Olympicos. You know what I mean? <laughs> Question number nine: What does Hydra stand for? I actually do not. Correct, know. nothing. <laughs> Question ten. Uh, was Ages of Shield good? Like, should I watch it? Like, is it worth like seven seasons to get into? Like, that's a pretty big yeah, commitment. Yeah, every season is good except for the I think season four, which is the Ghost Rider season. Actually, the correct answer was eh, I, 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 I was good. Seven seasons? Holy crap! That was the correct <laughs> answer. Um, that has been Sasha's questions okay. for this week. Supporter Shield edition. Sasha did pretty well. Thanks. Man. Yeah, like better than usual. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Um, speaking of Marvel and all that good stuff, Deadpool is connected with soccer now. Uh, De- De- Deadpool actor Ryan Reynolds and uh, not in the MCU at all, but always on the actor and, and creator Rob Metalani, uh have purchased lower league Welsh team uh, Wrexham, which is in the fifth division of English football, I believe. Um, they put out a. Uh, a statement from the two of them um, outlining their goals for the club, uh, making it a world-known club and like a bigger club in England. And also, um, every other line, they put beat Chester, which apparently is their rival, and then asterisk after, after each one. And then at the end, there was an asterisk that said, if we ever play Chester again. So, um, that's kind of exciting to see two, one, one American, one Canadian uh, actor kind of purchasing a Welsh team in 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 an English league. Uh, so if you if you need an FM twenty one save to kick up once it comes out, why not watch them? Work for Deadpool and Mac from Always Sunny. <laughs> How much do you want to bet? Like those two were like in a pub somewhere, and they're like they're, Dude, the, the bar owner. The bar owner was, was like a soccer team. No, no, you're great. No, you no, you're great. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it'd be that. <laughs> I was gonna go with like somebody said. I bet there's a team named or there, there's a team named Rexum, and they're like, no, that can't be a real team. If that's a real team, I'll buy that team because they Rexum. <laughs> I'm I'm not the comedic genius on on the on the podcast, guys. Oh man, I th- I think Nacho would enjoy that pun. <laughs> And that might be an insult. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. The shade. I'm sorry. No, no notch and all the shade comes out. <laughs> I'm sorry. He he did enjoy his puns. And there'd be sometimes, I mean, you could have tested this. He'd make a pun and you just stare at him until he just, no, let him sit in it. Let him sit in it. Um, up from Wrexham to the Premier League, um, the PFA, uh, the a union and a players association in the league is batting Klopp and Guardiola's calls to have five subs during league games to ease soft tissue injuries that are plaguing a lot of Premier League teams. Most teams have players that are out for at least or for over a month. Many teams have multiple players out for at least a month. 
and only one team has only one player out, and that's Wolverhampton, Wolverhampton Wanderers. So I just fucked them, fucked Wolves, man. But just just as weekend, uh, Trent Alexander Arnold had a calf injury that knocked him out for about a month. Um, they've been uh, Southampton's off to a flyer, and their top goal scorer Danny Ainge is out for multiple months. Um, the schedule that they're playing is extremely hard and extremely fast, especially if you're in a European league because all the group stages, instead of in a normal year, which they have every other week, you'd be traveling or hosting a European team. You're, it's every week. So it's weekend, Premier League, midweek, Europe. Weekend, Premier League, midweek, Europe for six weeks. And then once that's over, it's midweek lead. Weekend lead, midweek lead, weekend lead. That's that's where the FA Cup happens. So it's just a mess. Players need to be protected. These injuries can be devastating and hard to uh, heal. So five subs is the least they could do. It was successful during the restart this past season. So I'd, I'd love for that to happen. Uh, top four heading to the international break is as we all expected. Uh, Leicester, Tottenham, Liverpool, and Southampton. Um, I think, yeah, going down my Premier League list, that's what I had at the end, so my predictions. So, Sasha, what about you? <laughs> I, I mean, I think we got thrown for a loop by that 1-1 draw with Liverpool and Man City, and then my club lost 3-0 to Aston Villa. Talking about Arsenal. Hey, losing to Aston Villa is not bad this year. And you only lost them by four goals. Of my three goals, we lost them by five. <laughs> Thank you. I will say I would take that trade for getting the three zero win against Dallas here at home. That's that's I'm fine with that. In a Your week. sacrifice is noted. Thank you. <laughs> um, Bundesliga update. Uh, it's over. Now uh, Bayern Munich uh, won the Klassiker, their rivalry game against Dortmund three to two. So I guess we can just crown them champs. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean. Um, also in this game, uh, another soft tissue injury, uh, Joshua Kimmich off with an injury early in the game. Um, unfortunate for him, David Alaba coming in, though, and storing. So maybe it wasn't all bad for Bayern, did that silver lining, but Kimmich is a pretty important player for their club. And also for the German national yeah, team. Yeah, also that. <laughs> um, uh, but that wasn't the most... Three two and like a rivalry game, like oh that's the most exciting game ever. It wasn't. Sasha, take me through this seven goal thriller. Yeah, Bayer Leverkusen was facing Borussia Mönchengladbach. This is two other teams. Uh, who are, excuse me, excuse me. Uh, expect is that the same yeah. team as Mönchengladbach? Tips Fedora. That oh, is, okay. and they definitely had a reason to tip the Fedora because <laughs> uh, this game was going one goal at one end, one at the other, and then Bayer Leverkusen got ahead. And it was 4-2. to two. In the 94th minute, Munchen Gladbach, uh, their player, Valentino Lazaro, scored a scorpion heel kick. This is where you flick your, your feet up behind you and your your the, the, your heel gets uh, the ball into the back of the net. And people were already calling it the goal of the season. So despite losing, uh, I think that is an amazing feat. And like it was from pretty far out. Like I, I was watching him, like, and he has his foot up right next to his teammate's head. So I'm like, was that headed in? Why is it so great? And what was the close-up? Oh. Oh, my God. Holy crap. That's, that was amazing. Um, last name of note here, uh, 
Roslyn Ball Sports Leipzig um, beats SC Freiburg 3 nothing. I guess when Julian Nagelsmann dresses like not a Miami Toast dealer, he they play well. <laughs> there, for some context, there is he like dressed up like kind of was in a flashy like powder blue suit to play against Manchester United in the in the Champions League and got smoked five nothing. So people were like, it's because he was dressed fancy, and what's like, nah, man, it's because of the Manchester United outplayed their players. Was that the Rashford hat trick game? Yeah, yeah it was. It was. Wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. The Rashford hat trick uh, game where he was he took had a penalty, take a penalty to like score his hat trick, but gave it to Anthony Martial instead. Because the man keeps giving Sasha. The man keeps giving. He is. Yeah. Uh, he was. He's given so much that he was addressed by the Everton fans. I think this week the. the they said thank you for feeding our children on, I think, their, their screen. Yeah, a, cl- a classy move from one of the more classless organizations. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, classy move by Everton um, to yeah. thank them. Rashford and his team defeated them 3-1. to one. <laughs> And thank you for beating Everton. They were getting a little too cocky for my taste. Um, standing so far in the Bundesliga, uh, Munich on top, Leipzig, in second, Dortmund third, Leverkusen, who's undefeated in fourth, and surprise, surprise, Union Berlin in their second season in the Bundesliga in fifth place in for Europe. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, I guess I don't have anything else for soccer-wise, do you? Oh, no. I do have one more thing. Uh, I, I really wanted to get this correct because we kind of like ad-libbed it earlier, but the exact thing that Inchi said at the end of the uh, – Shadow Dame was running around and tackling, getting the ball forward. So, uh, if you see that on a sweatshirt soon, please let me know so I can buy it. Because I need that in my life. Um, you may have noticed that uh, we didn't have any pod questions from our Slack channel this week because I was dumb and forgot to ask for them. Um, if you're listening to this and hope you are Patreon members, um, Get your questions in. We'll have a, a long kind of season recap episode next week where we recap Minnesota season, give out our MLS awards, our Minnesota United awards, and preview the playoffs. Um, so any questions that are about those or really anything, we'll answer because I'm sorry. Please forgive me. It's not Sasha's fault. Um, and if you want to yell at me, I'm at uh, Real Caleb FC, R-E-A-L. K-A-L-E-B-F-C. You can find me at Russian Revenant. Do not tweet at him to be if you're mad about the questions. Um, you can also find our soccer stuff at T-W-O United Fans on Twitter and T-W-O United Fans on Instagram. Uh, fuck Facebook, Zuckerberg's are f- fascists. Anyway, uh, <laughs> if you want to support us on Patreon, uh, $3 a month to the Stout level, we can just access to the fan Slack channel reading ask those questions uh, five dollars a month to do extra episodes this next episode will either be my let's talk about or I'll, where I will be talking about Sturgill Simpson's A Sailor's Guide to Earth or it will be an episode where uh, we have a returning host Colin O'Donnell will be uh, oh shoot what was he do- be doing 
That's right. He'll be he'll, he'll be eating. <laughs> it's the the patty challenge, which is apparently a, a patty is like this really spicy chip that he will be eating, and we'll be talk, trying trying to talk, to talk to him as long as he is able to form coherent sentences or not burn up from the inside out. Um, you could say we we're gonna pepper him with questions. <laughs> oh god! Oh my god! I'm turning it to notch. <laughs> <laughs> For twenty dollars a month, you did a shout out at the end of each We Tell Us After episode plus two to United Fans logo stickers mailed to you. That's not four, that is two stickers. Um fifty dollars a month gets you a shout out at the start of each episode, plus two guest appearances. You can talk to us about We Tell Us After and stuff and Minnesota United and stuff, and I did to ask you a quiz. And Sasha to take a week off of being quizzed. Um then for a thousand dollars a month, we'll, we will hunt Notch down. We know where he lives, on his big beautiful deck, D E C K, guys. Mine's out of, the, out of the gutter. And we'll make him say nice things about Atlanta, the foot, the soccer team, not about their voters who are great and fantastic and wonderful, and turned out fan, for uh, Joe Biden helping turn Georgia blue. Um, but the football team, the soccer team down there, Atlanta United FC. You may have noticed we didn't have any dancing crabs this week, uh, despite Atlanta's results. That was to uh, say thank you to uh, Atlanta and Georgia for preserving democracy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and definitely not because I forgot how to do it. <laughs> um, shout out to our lead commissioner, $20 a month. Uh, it's Eric Olson. What's up, Dad? It's like getting an allowance every month and sharing it with my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you mean your other son, his favorite son? Said he wouldn't talk about that in the podcast anymore, Sasha. <laughs> Shout out to Tectonics for their song Lustless as our theme music. Shout out to just, you know, kicking it around, running around. I had to do this right. Shout out to running around, tackling, and getting the ball forward. The yeah, forget about those tactics. And <laughs> God, shout out to you, the listener. You've been great. Thanks for sitting with us. Thanks for allowing us to have a week off throughout the election. Um, and fuck fascism. Donald Trump is the fuck out of here. Orange ball home game playoffs. That's what I want. It's you, Sasha. Yep. That was good.